Welcome to Red State Talk Radio. You're listening to Tori Says for the next hour. I'll be your host, Tori. We'll be discussing news, foreign and domestic, unfiltered news. Real news. Welcome, everyone, to the Tory Says Show. I'm your host, Tori. So today is May 30th. It's Thursday. One more day in the month of May is gone. And then in a few days, our president's going to meet May in person with the queen, right? While she's still prime minister, he'll meet her. And then she's out. I've promised that we're going to be talking about uh, the EU elections and the state of health of the European Union as a whole, but unfortunately, the dust still has not settled. It is very difficult to be able to decipher the line. There's one hard line of for the people and against the people, and this line is constantly being redrawn like borders Uh, During the fall of the Roman Empire, it is incredible to watch. Uh, It's extremely interesting as well. These are historical times. I mean, you know, sometimes I even wonder, people who lived through historical times, did they know they were living through historical times? Because we know, we see it, and I guess it's because we're more... mm, I wouldn't say educated because they were also educated, but I guess we had more access to the past so that way we can identify what is considered historical. Right now, you know, we were from 2017, from the day our president swore in until yesterday, it was the calm and then the rally up to where the storm is. Right now, it's as if we're sitting on a coastline and we're watching a massive, you know, storm coming in. We can hear it. We can feel the air blowing. We can see the lightning bolts going. And with Mueller resigning, it is about to unleash. And this is for both sides. See, the other side has been shooting... Arrows straight up into the air with no target. Now, they're just firing wherever they can. And that other side is the side that is against the people. The side that is for personal or group interests, not the people. Public servants that should not have that title. They should not. Because they are not serving the public. They are serving their own interests. Our president is under attack every single day from the moment he announced until today where he has been president for over two years. He has been harassed. He has been ridiculed. He has been attacked. So many attempts, my sources say, 
that there was an attempt yesterday. Almost something out of a movie with sacrifice and... But the thing is that this was all something that was spoken about, spoken for about, let's say, from years ago. I'm going to play a clip. I've played this before, and it's important that people listen to this two-minute clip carefully because it'll tell you everything there is to know. Everything. And I've said that before, so let's take a listen to it again. Well, I guess a lot of people want to see this country. Uh, it's, it's a shame what's happening. Japan, Saudi Arabia, Kuwait, they're all, everybody's taking advantage of the United States. People know that if certain people are running the country, that it won't happen. I mean, when you look at Japan, not paying for the defense, we're defending Japan. We're losing billions and billions of dollars. We're fighting for AIDS help and for farmers and for this and that. And it's a shame. And, and the Japanese folks, who I respect greatly, but they're not, they're not treating us fairly. They're really not treating us fairly. Kuwait, Saudi Arabia, they're not paying us anything for the services we're rendering. And I think it's a disgrace. And I think people look at certain people, and maybe me, if, that, if I were in a position, this country, believe me, would not be ripped off like it is. And it, it is just being ripped off so badly by our so-called allies. Yeah. So, so that, that's a pretty uh, uh, strong statement. So now, are you I saying that... I don't think it's that... strong. I think it's fair. And by the way, I have tremendous respect for the Japanese. I, have treme- I do a lot of business with the Japanese. And they smile about it, too. They know it. The country is losing billions and billions of dollars to Japan, and we can't afford to lose. And it's a shame. It's but a so shame now, are you, are you saying this by way of indicating that you could do it better, and you do intend to run for president at some no, point? No, I'm not going to run for president, but I, I think somebody... Now, in, be, in eight years, if you came back, would you have a different answer? In four years? I tend to doubt it. I really tend really? to doubt it. But I, I just think that there are so many ways that this country can straighten itself out, and we're not going about those ways. Cutting farm aid is not the appropriate thing. Cutting help for the homeless and help for the poor and welfare... Certain things can be done that really will mean big dollars to this country. And those things are not being done right now. But, you know, sitting here listening to this stuff, it seems to me you are dying to get to some public platform to superimpose those feelings upon the American awareness. Well, maybe uh, maybe so, but I'm not. I, I would like to have the feelings known and let somebody else do it. And it can be done. If it's, if it's carried, if the ball's carried correctly, it can be done. Yeah, but if you want something done right... So the clip that I had was actually taken down by YouTube on my list, so I found it. And believe it or not, someone tweeted it out with the handle RealITT2024 yesterday with this train graphic. Because I was seeking out this clip to play it. This one had the choo-choos going back on it. But like President Trump said, in order to get it done, you got to do it yourself. And this means that all of us have the obligation in order to get it done, we've got to do it ourselves. And I'd like to play just a segment and I'll have you guys hear the whole thing of what the president had to say uh, about impeachment talk. Take a listen released from home custody to the United States pretty soon. And I just want to thank President Erdogan. We dealt with that. And he was uh, he was great. They released this prisoner hostage, whatever you want to call him. He's at home custody in Turkey. He'll be released fairly soon. So that's good news. I guess probably you know about that. Uh, other than that, I think things are going very well. The economy is doing fantastically well. 
uh, beyond any expectation. Unemployment numbers are just about the best in the history of our country. Employment numbers are the best. We have close to 160 million people working today, which is more than we've ever had before. I'm going out to Colorado today to give the commencement address for the Air Force, which is actually very exciting for me. It's an amazing place. These are great people. So I look forward to doing that. Any questions? Well, I think it was the same as the report. There wasn't much change. Uh, it was, to me, the same as the report. And there's no obstruction. You see what we're saying. There's no obstruction. There's no collusion. There's no nothing. It's nothing but a witch hunt. This is a witch hunt by the media and the Democrats, their partners. And it keeps going. Uh, I thought it was finished when the report was released. But it goes on. And this, to me, it was the same, frankly, as the report. And he said, basically, it was the same as the report. I think he's totally conflicted because, as you know, he wanted to be the FBI director. And I said, no, as you know, I had a business dispute with him after he left the FBI. We had a business dispute, uh, not a nice one. He wasn't uh, he wasn't happy with what I did. And I don't blame him, but I had to do it because that was the right thing to do. But I had a business dispute and he loves Comey. Uh, you look at the relationship that those two. So whether it's love or a deep like, but he should he was conflicted. Look, Robert Mueller should have never been chosen because he wanted the FBI job and he didn't get it. And the next day he was picked as special counsel. So you tell somebody, I'm sorry, you can't have the job. And then after you say that, he's going to make a ruling on you. It doesn't work that way. Plus, we had a business dispute. Plus, his relationship with Comey was extraordinary. Now, one other thing I'll say. Why didn't he investigate Strzok and Page and McCabe and Comey and all the lies and Brennan and the lies and Clapper and the lies to Congress? And all of the things that happened to start this investigation. Why didn't Comey come clean? Why didn't Comey come clean and say the things that he knows are fact? Why didn't Mueller investigate Comey, his best friend or his very good friend? And there's so many other things. Here's a question. This is a study of Russia. Why didn't they invest the insurance policy? In other words, should Hillary Clinton lose We've got an insurance policy. Guess what? What we're in right now is the insurance policy. I think he is a total conflicted person. I think Mueller is a true never-Trumper. He's somebody that dislikes Donald Trump. He's somebody that didn't get a job that he requested that he wanted very badly. And then he was appointed. Okay, so this is the most important part for me to start with. The fact that Mueller, after Comey's firing, was coming up to again be FBI director when he had 12 years, not 10 years. The law says, because there's actually a law that says a man can, a man or woman can hold the position of FBI director for 10 years. But Obama did not honor that. Obama, with his presidential executive privilege, etc., had Congress and Senate agree with him to extend that term. 
And during that term extension, to follow through and complete agency, reassessments, and moving along in regards to um, the immigration systems. Uh, it's called the Consolidated Office Network and E-World System for Immigration. Uh, that was actually being completed. And in turn, uh, we had the um, IntelliTrack system uh, that was being modernized, uh, modernized under Mueller. And we'll talk about that today because these are two things that have already been announced by the Department of Justice from Horowitz's office and no one paid attention. See, there's these, there's something called, you know, distraction. Mueller was a distraction. So much happened yesterday while Mueller spoke in this unorganized, on the fly, last minute presser. That came on the heels of an even evening publication of Comey's insane op-ed, most trivial pedestrian childlike op-ed. It's not only about never Trumpers. We have to understand this. This is a power struggle, a complete power struggle that people of the United States should take and run with. Because this is the moment when we actually fight for our independence from those that we have erroneously, blindly, and have also been, in a way, coerced to elect into positions of power where they rule us. It is about our integrity, our honor as people. And although for... for the past two years, we have shown some form of neutrality and equality and benefit of the doubt um, amongst us all. And recognizing the right as people, as free Americans, we are recognizing that right to live as free Americans. You know, we need to understand today is the second day. The second day after Mueller has resigned. He is no longer working within the federal government, and I hope that his clearance has actually been pulled. But we must understand that the delivery of our freedom, and this is day two, day two, or we could call it day one because it was day zero yesterday, right? Let's call it day one. We are now moving forward. We are now moving forward, and we have now said enough. This is where we start to fight. We need to acknowledge that this is a fight. We need to acknowledge who the enemies are of the people. And that is the mainstream media. That is those elected in office with both Democratic and Republican title. You cannot even see who is on Team America anymore. That is scary in itself when you cannot see your enemy. So when you cannot see your enemy, what do you do? You allow them room to act. You allow them room to do what they are intending to do. You let them freely move and you take it slow. Now, so many of us have been anticipating the indictment of Comey. 
I think he and just a handful of others will be tried in one aspect of public court. The rest is going to be done through military tribunals. Criminal conspiracies, when you're an enemy combatant, are done through military tribunals. McCabe should be put through under military tribunal. Comey should be put forward for this, for the crimes that he committed. He should be put forward to represent the justice system slash FBI law enforcement. Brennan should be tried under military tribunal, but we will have Clapper take it for the intelligence agency because he was dumb enough to get along for the ride. This is how it will be. We will not see all of them perp walked. You don't see what happens in a military tribunal. There are no juries. There are no pressers. It's only the law and the crimes that are being discussed and verdicts are issued there. There is no amongst your peers. You are an enemy of the state and you will be treated as such. Impeachment. They claim. We heard that in March. He put out his report. We heard it in April. We heard them talking, whispering. They've been doing this for two years. Mueller comes out to what? Restate the obvious. Restate what he said. The one thing he did, and he should be condemned for it. He should be put on the stand and set on fire for it, per se, right? Not literally setting him on fire. We had such sacrifice yesterday with the attempt. No. What he did was make a statement that no lawyer, no cop, no judge, no anyone who believes in blind justice and who believes in the American justice system should have said. That statement for me was a depiction of just how far they're willing to go. How could he say, even though there's no evidence, it doesn't mean he's not innocent. If there's no evidence, then you're innocent in the eyes of the law. Are you trying to say guilty until proven innocent? This is what he is saying? This is a very big concern. Guilty until proven innocent. Wasn't our justice system found on innocent until proven guilty? Yet his statements took a shift. That's a big shift. All of you should be upset just like I am. All of you should be upset that he, that's, that he dare utter the phrase. All of you should be upset. I am. How could he now sit there on his way out and tip our justice system on its head by making those phrases?
It's a very subtle, 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 subtle shift in what he said. His statement, if we had confidence Trump didn't commit a crime, we would have said so. Well, when you prosecute, the burden of proof is on the prosecution. If I'm a prosecutor and I don't like you and I just, well, you know, he said this, but it's really this. He said that, but it's really okay. So he says whatever he wants. Okay. Where's the crime? The burden of proof is on the prosecution. So if the prosecution has no crime, no evidence of a crime, no, no victim, nothing, then you are innocent. Because the prosecution has to prove that you are guilty of a crime. But Mueller had nothing. Because if he did, even though he says, oh, we can't file charges against President Trump. No, you can't. But you can file it on his associates, right? And you didn't have evidence from them either. The only thing you got is lying. So again, the statement, if we had confidence he didn't commit a crime, we would have said so. So in other words, you are guilty until proven innocent, where our system, our judicial values, our foundation says the complete opposite. This is preposterous. To have someone in a seat of law enforcement claim crimes with no evidence of a crime, and make public statements as such is illegal in itself. It is a violation and a perversion of our justice system. Could you imagine if I didn't like you and I was, I don't know, the attorney general or the special counsel, and I started saying, you know what? Joe is a criminal. Joe did this. Joe did that. Yet I'm suing Joe civilly, or I'm not suing him anymore. I lost. Yet that statement is out there in the public claiming that Joe is a criminal, that he committed criminal acts. How is this allowed? How is someone in a position of power in law, uh, either be an FBI agent, either that be a counsel to the FBI, either that be the attorney general, the deputy attorney general, special counsel, your state's judge, a prosecutor, U.S. attorney, your state's attorney general. How can they make such a statement with no remedy? Here's the kicker. There is remedy for the person that they said it about. The burden of proof is on you. The burden of proof is on you. And if you don't have proof of a crime, then you can't infer that there is one. Because that is against the foundations of our nation and our judicial system. How dare he? I am so livid that this has been passed and and, and no one focused on that statement. Very few people focused on that statement. He, in essence, said... Well, if I was confident that he didn't commit a crime, I would have said it. No, no, no. You can't say that. See, I'm suing someone for saying something like that in in general. You can't do that. You are not allowed to do that. That is what our law says. Lady Justice is blind. 
Lady Justice requires you to have the proof of your statements, prosecutor. And Special Counsel Mueller, you are not excluded. This is a stain, like a track mark on his record. This should be amplified. This should be everywhere. And this shows you who the dirty cops are. This shows you who the dirty prosecutors are. This shows you just how dirty and nasty they are to take down President Trump and anyone in his orbit, anyone working for him, either that be visible or invisible. This is how they operate. Corrupt, under the belt, nasty, evil actions. This, of everything, his speech, his presser yesterday was literally his report. That phrase and the fact that he said that he is leaving that day were the only two new pieces of information. So for his, for the evil base to rally up, for the evil base to set things on fire and in motion in our house, Claiming impeachment and this was a nod to allow us to get him impeached is rubbish. This is just a new breath of life into that argument, into that ideology, into that we've got nothing so let's recycle. We've seen it before. Stormy Daniels, how many times did they recycle her until her attorney was jailed for crimes? You know, that attorney that said that they said that they postured, that they put on a pedestal to be the ideal candidate for president in 2020. And you still listen to the mainstream media? How does that happen? It's incredible. I'll see you. I'll see you all in just a few. Hello, my fellow patriots. My name is Michael Flynn Jr., and I am the proud son of General Flynn. Your support of the last two years has been incredible and will never be forgotten. If you'd like to continue supporting General Flynn, you can donate to our Legal Defense Fund. Any donation is welcome. To donate, go to www.mikeflynndefensefund.org. Thank you, and God bless America. How did you become addicted? A friend? Were you at a party and someone said, hey, try this? Then you got the cold sweats and started shaking. And the more you did it, the more it didn't work. So you switched to the needle. Now you're a train wreck. Drinking, drugging, broke. Your family hates you. And you hate you. Get out of your hell on earth now. Call the Detox and Treatment Helpline today for immediate help. In many cases, your insurance may cover the costs. We can't guarantee it, but we can guarantee we have what you need to change your life for the better. Pick up your cell phone and call right now. 855-700-2978-855-700-2978-855-700-2978. That's 855-700-2978. Guaranteed life insurance with no medical exam. Sounds great, right? Even better, your rates will never increase and benefits will never decrease. If you're a U.S. citizen between 50 and 80, you can get life insurance guaranteed. 
It's not guaranteed in every state, and you may not qualify for every policy, but when you call, you'll speak with a licensed insurance company. They'll give you all the details about guaranteed life insurance. So call now, 1-800-707-1219, 1-800-707-1219. Hey, this is Leonora Cravota from Red State Talk Radio for My Pillow. I used to have trouble sleeping. My Pillow changed all that. I now fall asleep within moments of my head touching my pillow. That's how comfortable my pillow is with its patented interlocking fill. My Pillow stays cool and does not go flat. Plus, it's machine washable and dryable. My Pillow has a 10-year warranty and a 60-day comfort guarantee. My Pillow is also the official pillow of the National Sleep Foundation, and it's made right here in the USA. My Pillow is now offering Red State Talk Radio listeners a four-pack special with two premium standard or queen pillows and two go-anywhere pillows. That's four pillows for the price of one. To take advantage of this special offer, call 1-800-961-9194 and ask for promo code REDSTATE. That's one 800 961-9194 promo code red state put sleepless nights behind you with my pillow the most comfortable pillow you will ever own for the best night's sleep in the whole wide world visit mypillow.com Welcome back, everyone. Uh, so in the first half hour, I was telling you how we are seeing the storm come. We are at the shores, and instead of it being far away where we can see it brewing, we are now feeling it. And the president's words today, before he left for the Air Force Academy, pretty much per- put things in perspective. Let me continue his Q&A here. And despite that, and despite $40 million, 18 Trump haters, including people that work for Hillary Clinton and some of the worst human beings on earth, they got nothing. It's pretty amazing. No, Russia did not help me get elected. You know who got me elected? You know who got me elected? I got me elected. Russia didn't help me at all. Russia, if anything, I think help the other side. What you ought to ask is this. Do you think the media helped Hillary Clinton get elected? She didn't make it. But you take a look at collusion between Hillary Clinton and the media. You take a look at collusion between Hillary Clinton and Russia. She had more to do in the campaign with Russia than I did. I had nothing to do. And by the way, that's one other thing. If you look, this was all about Russia, Russia, Russia. They don't talk about Russia anymore. Because it turned out to be a hoax. It was all a hoax. And then they say, gee, he fought back. Isn't that terrible? He fought back. Of course I fight back. Because it was a false accusation. A totally false accusation. And it's a disgrace. And it's a very, it's a very sad period for this country. And I think in the end, I will consider what's happening now to be one of my greatest achievements. Exposing this corruption. I don't see how they can because they're possibly allowed, although I can't imagine the courts allowing it. I've never gone into it. I never thought that would even be possible to be using that word. To me, it's a dirty word, the word impeach. It's a dirty, filthy, disgusting word. And it had nothing to do with me. So I don't think so because there was no crime. You know, it's high crimes 
and not with or or. It's high crimes and misdemeanors. There was no high crime and there was no misdemeanor. So how do you impeach based on that? And it came out that there was nothing to do with Russia. The whole thing is a scam. It's one of it's a giant presidential harassment. And honestly, I hope it goes down as one of my greatest achievements because I've exposed corruption. I've exposed corruption like nobody knew existed. Come. I think we're doing very well with China. Come here, I want to shake your hand. Come here. You've treated me fairly. Thank you. Thank you. Wait, wait. I want to ask. Okay, guys. Um, if you watch this video, um, Fox Phoenix has it on YouTube. I actually got really emotional watching him answer the questions. Because he was the target. We have to understand the, the Mueller investigation was supposed to be to investigate if Russia tried to fix our elections. And it turned out that the Mueller investigation was doing everything but that. It turned out, even on his closing and the day that he resigned, that he showed exactly what it was all about. It was about removing a man that is exposing the swamp. Now, I'm going to be very candid and tell you I'm nowhere attacked like the president. But since 2015, I've been, like the president does, exposing the swamp in my state. And I'll talk about it in the second hour because I want to tweet it out to my state officials. I want to email the people I'm going to talk about because I'm going to tell them, tune in, I'm talking about you. And that means that I'm going to drop all the names. I'm going to put it out there because that's how you make things happen. That is what the president has been doing for two years, exposing names, exposing faces. And what's preposterous is that you see them, that they're still out there talking and walking about. And you're thinking this is pure insanity. But what we don't understand is that there are so many layers of protections to these people where they use words And so he is using words. Impeachment. How do you impeach? A high crime is what Barack Hussein Obama did. That is a high crime. Weaponizing your agencies to ensure the election of your successor. The, uh, yesterday there was an article out saying, oh, he's been using Air Force once for rallies and that kind of goes in with his campaigns. And it's like, that's a line item movement. Why didn't any of you show disgust or question the fact that President Barack Hussein Obama was campaigning for Hillary Clinton because she couldn't? Using Air Force One, using our federal tax dollars to campaign for her. How Michelle Obama went up to New Hampshire and campaigned for her on our dime. Did we see that money back? And you know, one would say the president should get on it. He should follow it. Do you know how much he has to follow? I got a DM uh, over the break. Someone saying President Trump can sue for defamation. Yes, he can. That one statement Mueller made is defamation. That one statement 
is against all practices and him being an attorney, he should be disbarred. He should not have his uh, attorney license. He should be stripped of all privileges just for making that statement. Because if you don't hold those in the highest positions accountable, then how do you expect their minions, their jaw-clenching, disgusting minions that run it for them to be held accountable? You can't. And when I say that Comey is a nobody and he is a minion, he is the one we are going to see on public trial. He will be representing all the military tribunals we will not be able to see. All we will know is that they were tried under military tribunal and they've been sentenced. That is all we will get. And that's it for Barack Hussein Obama to avoid being on the barge off the coast of Gitmo. He will get simple impeachment. I dare them just like he did during this segment of the speech to begin impeachment proceedings. You have to have high crimes and misdemeanors and obstruction of justice is not complaining that this is a witch hunt because in fact it is bar. You better do your job, man, because I'm not the only one out there that has been on you like a hawk. Horowitz, you better come through because you're really slow rolling it. You are slow rolling it. What you did with IntelliTrack, that's something. But you know what? You're convincing this administration that it's a necessary evil. Our president doesn't believe in necessary evils. And those ear-wigging to him better think twice because he's the one that fills up rallies and we're behind him, not you. Let's take a listen to what else he says. Uh, and, and just so you know, that reporter was asking him about things that matter, like how's China going? And you should have seen his face saying, thank you for being fair to me. Fair. Meaning I'm not trying to slander. Did you hear the questions they were throwing? So Russia helped you get elected? That's not a question. That's a statement. Where's the integrity in these journalists? It's disgusting. It's as if they're the National Enquirer, their gossip columns. I mean, Perez Hilton would be able to pose better questions to the president than these people that have White House passes. We should do an audit again of these White House passes. Let's take a listen. A real reporter's question. We're going we're gonna to answer a real reporter's question, okay? China would love to make a deal with us. We had a deal and they broke the deal. I think if they had it to do again, they wouldn't have done what they did. We're taking in billions of dollars in tariffs. China is subsidizing products. So the United States taxpayers paying for very little of it. And if you look at inflation and if you look at pricing, it's gone up very little. The tariffs are having a devastating effect on China. People are fleeing the country with their companies. These companies are leaving for Vietnam, other parts of Asia, and they're even coming to the United States because then there's no tariff. I think we're doing very well with China. We'll see what happens. But I can tell you, China very much wants to make a deal because the companies are leaving China to avoid the tariff. China is becoming a very weakened nation, just as Iran has become a very weakened nation. And Iran wants to make a deal also. Say it. 
Nigel Farage is a friend of mine. Boris is a friend of mine. They're two very good guys, very interesting people. Uh, Nigel's had a big victory. He's picked up 32% of the vote, starting from nothing. And I think they're big powers over there. I think they've done a good job. Well, I like them. I mean, they're friends of mine, but I haven't thought about supporting them. Maybe it's not my business to support people. But I have a lot of respect for both of those men. Do you think it's fair to the sailors of the John McCain that they were banned from hearing you speak simply because... Yeah, I don't know what happened. I was... All right. The USS McCain. We should talk about the Navy a little bit. Okay. So we had the USS McCain and the Wasp um, out there. Okay, so... A fake news article went out saying that a tarp was used to cover the USS McCain. Now, that was from the Friday last and um, when it was parked. Now, when you have the boats parked, you you have to have certain rotations in regards to where they're patrolling. They're not all usually, you know, moored at the same time. The USS McCain, which I think maybe we should start a petition to rename it. We don't need a ship named after a traitor uh, because amongst squids, you know, that is, you know, the, the Honoi Songbirds ship. People are embarrassed to serve on a ship with that name. That is disgusting. We should change the name. And I don't care if I get flack for it. This man does not deserve a ship named after him at all. Maybe we should change it to the Cochrane, the USS Thad Cochrane. Thad Cochrane passed away today. I've had the pleasure of meeting him. Actually, I didn't know he was senator at the time. Uh, and I ran into him, God rest his soul. And, uh, you know, he introduced himself in a very informal area. It was a conference. He introduced himself to me. And said, hi, my name, I, I was like, uh, Tori, you know, nah, nah, nah. and then he was like, I'm, I'm Thad Cochran. He didn't say Senator. He just said Thad Cochran. And I said, Chad, he's like, no, Thad, Chad, I'm sorry. I can't hear. I'm, you know, my ears aren't right. It's Thad. So he was a fellow sailor too. He served in the U S Navy and, um, during this conference, we all had a chat and I, I remember his like old little face, <laughs> the way he, he had like a bushy brow and it was super funny and it was so distracting. I don't know. I get distracted by things like this. And, um, I was actually going to be meeting up with, uh, the late Andy Breitbart right after I met with him. And I was telling him that I was going, Oh, he's good. He's tenacious. He's all over the place though. He said about the late Andy, his eyebrow moving whenever he spoke in a more animated form. Um, his eyebrow would bulkily move. It was very bold. And he said, you're really tenacious to be a female. I'm pretty sure, you know, there was a mistake somewhere there. And I took that as a compliment, I guess. Um, But, you know, he's old school. I told him, are you kidding? Us women are a lot more feistier, a lot more headstrong than men. I mean, from the days of yours, 
the men were simply the guys that would go out hunting. And if they came back, we would do everything else. We're the ultimate multitaskers. I mean, biology has set that out too. We have a certain portion, a certain cell that is much larger than males. And that is for the point of multitasking and being able to put things in order faster. And I even told him at that time, I'm a little bit concerned as to how things would pan out on, on, on the things that we were discussing. And he looked at me, he's like, well, you're still young, you know, hopefully you'll one day uh, be in office. And I said, no, I'd probably be in a lot of trouble because I name names. I don't say things behind people's back. And I don't believe that politics should involve fancy footwork with your tongue to avoid hurting people's feelings or keeping relations. There's ways to maintain relations, but transparency and honesty. And that wasn't key. And you know what he turned around and said? He said, you're right, but it's the bottom line of how you push forward when it comes to the crunch, because you can say whatever, but it's your action that defines you. And I said, well, no offense. Not all your actions have been, you know, um, great. Uh, The government's actions have not been great. Uh, And, you know, it was discussions in regards to healthcare reform that were kind of being brought up. And the late Senator Thad Cochran said, well, the people that will fix this will get their name on boats. And and this is why I remembered him and I thought, all right, well, who's gonna <laughs> who's gonna fix the train that's that's left the depot at full speed ahead? Uh he he was a he was a good guy, I guess. I mean, we had a great interaction. Everyone had left the table and we were still chit chatting. Um and I probably looked weird because I was focused on his eyebrow. But on that on that note It reminded me how he said the person that actually fixes the train wreck that's to come. At that point, the train had left the depot and it was going full speed ahead and we knew it was going to wreck. And the person that actually fixes the wreck will get their name on a boat. So I think based on that statement that we should have Thad Cochran uh, replace the USS McCain. It should not be the USS McCain. I would like to remove that name personally. Um, He was a good guy. Uh, He passed away today. So, yeah, I just thought I'd say that because they brought up McCain and, you know, um, Cochran passed. Here we go. Take a listen to what the president says on the USS McCain. He's like, I didn't know anything about that. Listen. I wasn't involved. I would not have done that. I was very angry with John McCain because he killed health care. I was not a big fan of John McCain in any way, shape or form. I think John McCain had a lot to getting President Bush a lot to do with it, to go into the Middle East, which was a catastrophe. To me, John McCain, I wasn't a fan, but I would never do a thing like that. Now, somebody did it because they thought I didn't like him, okay? And they were well-meaning, I will say. I didn't know anything about it. I would never have done that. No, not at all. I heard sailors all went on. We had a tremendous group of sailors from various ships. It was a beautiful day. But the McCain thing, nothing about. I just wanted to say that most sailors on the McCain ship don't like the fact that they're on a ship named after McCain. This is actual fact. We do not honor McCain. I don't think that there's any veteran out there, any sailor, soldier that would say McCain was a good soldier. McCain was a rat. 
McCain was a stool pigeon and he sold out and sang against his own country and his actions from the day he took the uniform off formally until he died were all against the interests of his country. He may have started his career, but how did he end it? That's that's where it lies. Well, I think I've been much tougher on elections than President Obama. President Obama was told in 2016, just before the election in September, that Russia may try and interfere with the election. He did nothing. And the reason he did nothing is he thought Hillary was going to win. We are doing a lot, and we're trying to do paper ballots as a backup system as much as possible. All right, so let's talk about that for a second. President Obama, he says, was told that there was election Russian election meddling, and he did nothing because he thought Hillary would win. Stop right there. That's the going narrative, and I would have loved to hear him say, President Obama was advised that the Russians were meddling in our elections, but he did nothing because he set it up. He created that narrative, all to help Hillary Clinton have a backup plan just in case Cruz or I, whenever we were, whoever took the candidates, you know, the the nomination for the Republican Party were to be elected. That's what he should have said. I would have loved to see that. But, you know, there's things that you supposedly can't say. Hence why I told Cochran, I know, man, I would be the person that'd be like, nope, excuse me. No, you. I point names out. I call them out because that is the only way you get rid of a demon. I mean, you hear that all the time in religion too, right? Isn't it demon? Tell me your name in exorcisms. Isn't it you call the demon by his name and then you remove the power? That's what you do. You call them out. And that is why Obama did nothing. Because he manufactured the Russia story. He manufactured this insurance policy. For Hillary, in case she'd lose, because they didn't have control of the people. They had control of the agencies. They had control of the mainstream media. They had control of what could be published and what could not. They will strangulate you. And I can tell you just here in my state, there is no mainstream media outlet, no newspaper that will write anything negative about anyone in any position of power within the state unless their hand is forced by public majority. Do you know why? Because then they do not get advertising, then they get zero money, and then they go broke. That's the way it works in states. Imagine on a more national level, they control everything. They know Zucker's dirty laundry. They know how many times... Possibly Anderson Cooper and his girlfriend, boyfriend, husband, whatever you want to call, have, you know, their little S&M parties with people that may be of questionable age. They know because they have eyes and ears everywhere. So they control them with that. You can't talk about that or else this might accidentally fall into the people's hands or eyes. That's how it works. That's what an insurance policy is. You know, to to foster sources that I have, it's based on trust. Uh, You know, whatever information I get is based on trust and integrity and all for the truth. Now, I have a working article where I'm talking about things and I have 
people that wish to keep their names out, but I have staffers and even senators that will tell me things. And obviously, kind of like the way Julian Assange said, I can only publish things that I know will not cause harm to the people. And there are many things that I want to just put it out there, like verbal diarrhea, and just put it out there through my radio show or on doc. But I can't because if I believe the timing is right, but the president doesn't, then I might mess up the whole plan. You know, it only takes one idiot, right, to ruin a plan. It only takes one idiot when you're playing a game to ruin the strategy, right? So you have to be careful. But these sources that I have within the FBI, within the intelligence community, and even people within the mainstream media, I mean, how do I get my hand on these secure drops? Of course. I have people that I've fostered relationships with on trust. There's no insurance. There's no blackmail. There's no, you know, quid pro quo. There's, we're there for the message. This doesn't happen anymore. That's lacking. I just want to play a few seconds of the next question that he's answering. Because going to good old fashioned paper in this modern age is the best way to do it. So that's what I wanted to play, elections. We know that everything computerized can be manipulated. This is why any notion of a smart wall, which is so stupid, and obviously it came out of my state, because Senator John Hoven has invested so much money into drones that he's decided I'm going to push it everywhere I can. That's not the way it works. Smart walls don't help. Patrol, maybe? Yes. What are you going to do, shoot people out of the sky? You can't do that. What are you going to do, alert people a few miles away and then they're gone and disappeared? Come on. No smart walls. Same thing with elections through electronics and computers. Those can be manipulated. And especially when all the people in the Senate and the House have shares in companies like Cloudflare and whatnot and all these other companies that create the software for these. Good old paper ballot. You can't mess with that. It's Paper, pen, done. A special marker, paper, that's it. We've got it. We count it. We're done. There's no electronics, no manipulation. Sometimes you just got to stick to the wheel, man. You can't just reinvent it because you want to just for necessity, right? And the necessity is to fix the elections. Why would you change it? You think it's easier to do digital? Yeah, you need less people. But I'm sure there's a lot more people willing to volunteer to count paper ballots than jeopardize the integrity of our elections. I'll see you all in just a few right after this short break. Just to bury my kids right up to there. 
Welcome to Red State Talk Radio. You're listening to Tori Says for the next hour. I'll be your host, Tori. We'll be discussing news, foreign and domestic, unfiltered news. Real news. Welcome back, everyone, to the Tory Says Show. I'm your host, Tori. So in this second hour, I wanted to demonstrate on a smaller scale, on a state level scale, so you can understand how complex they make it on a federal level, but to understand just how easily corruption is born, festers, colludes, right? I'm pulling out all the dirty laundry of my state right now the state of North Dakota, and I have been fighting. All of you know that I fight on a federal level, and it's time to hear what I'm doing on my local level, what I have been doing, how I've been thrown arrows, mud, people throwing me ugly emojis, uh, harassing my children. You you know, just, I'm going to tell you just how it's done, but now, see, you tell them after, right? After it's done. Now, I can tell you how on a small state scale, we're fighting back, how we're fixing this. Because it's all about being an active citizen, and I've said it before, we've got a lot of politicians, right? Politicians, according to the Greeks, that invented the whole notion of a democracy, of political discourse, politicians were active citizens. Today, in 2019, we have a lot of politicians which are not active citizens. They are not public servants. They serve their interests. And so I can put it out on a more simpler scale for you guys to just see what the president is saying. And gosh, it pains my heart sometimes to see him talk because I can feel his frustration because I can totally relate. I can totally relate. So I'll tell you what, in 2015, 2015, I realized that the information that I had in North Dakota was always on my list for the human child trafficking, importing, unaccompanied minors list, right? Uh, Working with, you know, anonymously, working undercover like I've been doing for a very, very, very long time uh, as an undercover journalist. I have been forced to come out with my name. And the thing is, I don't like the limelight. Being in the limelight means I have to pluck my eyebrows every day. Being in the limelight means I have to be careful what I wear to Walmart. I can't go in there with my Sherpa-lined, you know, you know, slippers, moccasins, because someone will mock me. Uh, you know, being in the limelight means I can't, you know, run into my car and put a pencil to hold my hair up. And also, I've been conditioned to be in the background always. Very loud, very, you know, all about talking and feisty as ever, but never wanting to take credit, per se, and be in the limelight. But unfortunately, circumstances change. And in my state, I noticed that when I pointed out the most horrific crimes you can imagine in 2015 from a little, 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 little town that had maybe 2,000 citizens where they were 
creating an epidemic of drug addiction. Doctors were facilitating it, sheriffs, BCI officials. They were all facilitating it. It was deputy sheriffs, not the sheriff. They were all facilitating it. Children at the age of 11 and 12 being pimped out to local guys, just two or three of them, pimped out throughout the state with adults that are of some stature. So like any active citizen, someone that is indeed an active citizen, these things were brought to light. These concerns were brought to light. The nepotism, the usage of children, the drug rings, all brought to light. And how do you do that? You use the methods and the avenues that are there to you. So for me, it was my attorney general's office. Now, the attorney general, um, who is still attorney general, believe it or not, and I don't know how he's still in that position, how he hasn't been removed yet, but that's on the table too. Because when citizens that have one goal, and that is to ensure that their state is free and clear of corruption, that abides by all constitutional laws, all rights given to us, Amazing things happen. And I'll demonstrate how amazing things are happening right now. And I will tell you what I've done to make amazing things happen that other people couldn't be involved or have been involved but will not be named. So I file this complaint anonymously. I use a burner phone and I phone it in and that was it. Two weeks later, the burner phone that I use for sources that I phone this in that is not registered, you know, your typical track phone type, I get a call and it was a query about my complaint. And I said to the voice on the other end, excuse me, yeah, we're calling you from the Bureau of Criminal Investigation. We just wanted to follow up on your thing because we were looking at it and we just want to know why you would make such a claim and we'd like you to come in. Who are you? I said, I, I did this anonymously. Yeah, I understand. But, you know, to the level that these claims were, we should talk about it. And I thought, oh, no. I said, okay, hold on a second. Let me get somewhere quiet. I snapped the phone in two and got rid of it. And the next thing I did was email everybody and their mother from the local police to the local sheriff to the Wells County U.S. attorney, to the Wells County attorney, the U.S. attorney's office, the insurance commissioner, the nursing board, the medical board, the DEA, ATF, the DOJ, you name it. Everybody and their father got an email, screenshots and information. And that was it. I moved out of that little area. And suddenly, in after moving, I was obviously very heavily involved in the Trump campaign. I would distribute his materials, his stickers, his signs. I got through 1,500 yard signs in like a day and a half. Every time I would be out shopping or out running errands, I would send, you know, posts online. Anybody wanting Trump stickers or a sign or would like information on President Trump and his campaign, I'll be there. Meet me at the parking. Do you know how many parking lots of shopping centers, YMCA's, you know, whatever that I was at, I was kicked out. 
I was kicked out of because Trump was not allowed to be supported. I reached out to the North Dakota GOP and asked them, can I have a place where I can actually make calls, you know, for the GOP, you know, get people. I can bring a few computers of my own if you don't have the facility. Just rent me out a place and I will have it there because Donald Trump is going to win the nomination and we should push for him. They're like, no. Donald Trump gets the candidates. I'm like, yo, he's got the nomination. Can I get it now? I'm sure somebody, a big donor or somebody has a little office that I could set up. People want to come in. They want to hear about his policies. Let me do it. The Trump campaign didn't have much of a presence here because they believed that they would get the backing, but they didn't. Nobody in the North Dakota GOP likes President Trump. The only person is Kramer and Armstrong, and Armstrong, our now congressman, likes him only because he's straightforward, and you know what to expect with this president. Hovind hates him. He would not even vouch for him. And I'm telling you, we're talking, it's September 2016. Trump is the only name that's going to be on the ticket, and they still refused. Now, During that period of time when I was campaigning, I had a lot of hardship. My husband inhaled a chemical. I was running around to National Jewish to get him better, uh, you know, uh, because he couldn't breathe. Uh, You know, financially, it strained us. That was like a $130,000 ticket, right? That's how much it costs to fly him to Colorado to the best respiratory center. And all, all the while trying to manage my children, my pets, my job, my contracts. I mean, it was just a hot mess, but I did it. In the meantime, I was still writing out articles, not in my name, but pumping out information, providing investigative sources, still working on what I was working, which is uh, stealing of land and mineral rights in North Dakota, because that happens everywhere, misuse of HUD and FEMA funds, because they've been constantly hit with floods and, 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 and devastation, which is a hotbed for corruption. Um, banking discrepancies, uh, my city being in debt and no FEMA funds being awarded, uh, the U S army Corps engineer not doing their job. So I was doing all this while managing life because that is what an active citizen does. And obviously I wasn't taking everything head on. Um, but you know, sometimes to get something done, you've got to do it yourself, but I always kept my eye out for citizens across the state that were championing for things. And so in 2017, I came across, uh, in 2017, I had this great idea where I invited a bunch of people and even the president to kind of address the issue of the city of Minot's flood. Guys, they had a flood in 2011 and the U.S. Army Corps engineer had not finished the survey. President Trump came to Mandan. I gave a whole splurge. I gave documents. I communicated with people within HUD, within FEMA, within his administration to get this fixed. I asked him to fix it. And so on October 25th, I sent the final kind of just like email, but I sent a packet, you know, with over 300 pages of research to show that there was corruption within the state, not just the city, of using these funds, of misusing these funds, of helping their buddies get the contracts. You've seen a lot of that stuff on the DOJ being put out news. You know, this guy gets, you know, this city was awarding things to friends with kickbacks. Happens everywhere. And the city of Minot in 2015, thank God, the first one where I had 
where I was really excited to have put forward was um, an OIG investigation. And you guys can find it online where you put OIG, City of Minot, Misuse. They found them guilty on 11 counts. The financial manager was then canned, but apparently she left on her own. Uh, but they supposedly fixed it. it. They didn't. There was still more that wasn't transparent. And then they hired one of the biggest fixers, one of the biggest crooks that has done this before, from New York to Florida to Louisiana on um, you know, recovering from floods and appropriating CDBG funds and HUD funds. They hired him here uh, within the city. And again, obfuscation of funds, uh, money's going missing, taxes on the right, like a 38% tax increase, and then another 32% tax increase on property, guys. So it's pretty incredible. Anyway, so the administration on the 25th of October gets this via email to the email address that I had where I asked, all right, let's do this. It was great. It was a community-driven thing. You know, we were uh, – it was really hard work. There were so many amazing people that were working with me on this. And I'm not going to name them because I'm actually suing now. Um, so it's better that I keep their names out because they're a little bit more famous than me. So here's the deal. A couple days later, Vice President Pence turned up to um, Minot Air Force Base. When I saw that happen, you guys know how I feel about Mike Pence, right? I was like, oh dear. But I was like, I'll take it and I'll just let it sit. It's going to be okay. The meeting that he had and we were there was great, done. It didn't give me any indication that something was up. It seemed to run perfectly. We're talking October 25th when I sent this. November 1st, the U.S. Army Corps engineer announced that they have now finished their survey, which took them over six and a half years, and that on the 30th of November, they are meeting with city officials in the city of Minot to discuss things. So I learned over a year and a half after my ordeal started that during this meeting, the U.S. Army Corps engineer said, well, we wrapped it up now because, you know, there was a citizen by this name and they mentioned my name that probably has some pull, man, because we got heat from all sides. Why hasn't this been done yet? Why haven't they been, they, they been able to apply for FEMA funds? Why are they getting $180 million loans and charging it to the citizens when they are afforded aid from the federal government? Why haven't you finished your survey? And this person caused us a lot of trouble, man, because we're, we were trying to put it in and out. So we're just going to finish it like this now even though the city didn't want it finished. Why? Because they're redrawing areas because they need to find out where mineral rights are. They need to find out, you know, they need to make sure that their friends own the property before it's bought out. And I say this and it's, I'm not just saying it, there's evidence. Okay. So this is, this is what happens. You don't tell them what you're doing. You just do it. In the meantime, uh, you know, that happens on December 1st, 2017. I am attacked from all areas, guys. All areas. We've got fi an army of lawyers, 15 lawyers from the attorney general's office in North Dakota coming down on me. The attorney general himself. I've got the city of Minot playing stupid when they were working with me on creating this community event. I mean, it's a big deal if your president is going to visit your tiny city. When you were underwater, people were dying from polluted water and Obama didn't even bother to come up come up and say, Hey, and now you're going to have a president. That's like going to come up here and say, sorry, the previous guy didn't fix it. I'm gonna fix it. That's a big deal. They all work with me. They're so dumb. 
They think I don't record my calls. They think I don't record my emails. They think I don't record my voicemails. I record everything. And every single judge and every single state's attorney, city attorney, I know everything about them, everyone. Because a good investigative reporter has sources everywhere, even inside the state you know, attorney's office, the U.S. attorney's office, the attorney general's office, the governor's office. I have dirt on every single person there is. Why? Because they're all dirty. Did you know that the attorney general was running for governor with a woman named Pullman? Her husband has a very long history of, you know, you know what my niche is, guys, right? We're talking children. I have told you the story of how my dad used to run horses at the Derby. I've got a lot of connections down there, Pullman. A lot of sealed cases from the early thousands that had to do with minors. Got all of that. And it's going to be coming to fruition. This is what happens when you mess with active citizens. Because while I was under pressure in 2017... To get all this collected and fixed, I saw a man, a simple electrician, who has himself been under attack, file a complaint in the Supreme Court because he said that the um, attorney general was not being transparent with documentation. Now, this guy has been fought on all ends, and he's not the only one. He's not the only one. And when I saw it, I thought, you know what? Now that I'm public with it and I will write with my name, that was one of the first things published in Big League Politics with my name where I asked the editor to change it and put his name. I was not used to putting my – I was like, I'm not ready to go public. And that was exposing FBI face services. And the reason is is because this gentleman had been trying through court to say, I know this document exists and the attorney general is telling me that it doesn't exist. And he was talking about this memorandum of understanding between the FBI and the North Dakota attorney general. So I saw that. I already had that information because I've been working on uh, FBI face services and the, the issues that we have. Because remember, Brennan's company in Luxembourg, Tori knows a lot about this stuff. So I already had that document. So I went ahead and looked at his case. And basically, he was complaining that the attorney general does not abide by open records requests refuses to abide and lies he went to court he appealed it got kicked out so he went to the supreme court when i saw it was on a supreme court ticket i thought let me give this guy because i'm pretty sure in september of 2018 he's gonna have you know his his day in court at the supreme court i'm pretty sure let me help riley let me help this man so we got this article published I reached out to him a few months later thinking maybe he'll see it. He's an active citizen, probably reads a lot of articles, most likely follows the gateway big league. We'll see it. He didn't. I reached out to him. He's like, how did you get get it? I've been having it. He went to the Supreme Court and won, and now he's waiting for court. But I didn't just do that. Before I published it, I asked for that exact document. I already had the document. Because when I ask for something, people better know that I already have it. I'm just asking you to confirm. And if you're a state official and you don't confirm and you obfuscate and lie, then you've got a problem. So what did I do? I reached out to the attorney general's office and I said, hey, I'd like this document that talks about this. Comes back within two hours. We don't have such a thing. There was never a memorandum of understanding signed like that. So I was like, hey, unless you've got Comey's excellent agents that can investigate and go through and plow through 900,000 emails in one day – and you obviously not looked at all the documents. Uh, you know, it's, it may be, uh, you know, it's this document. It talks about this. I even put the title. I even put the date of signing. And I said, you know, it was signed around then, you know, hey, 
came back, said no. And I said, oh, I replied to that with the document. I was like, so you couldn't find this. Oh, I'm sorry. I didn't find this document. Nope. I just busted you. I gave you two chances to come back to me. Now I showed you this. Now this gentleman will be able to take that to court and prove his point. My email correspondence with him, because this is how you get clowns, but it doesn't stop there. They've penetrated every facet. So this is just the head honchos, right? Well, let's go to the state legislator. We, the state legislation here in North Dakota passed bills that were atrocious. And this man, Riley Coons, is leading the pack. And there's tons of us following behind him to overtune three bills that were recently passed. And I talked about one of them. One of them was funding for the proposed Theodore Roosevelt Presidential Library. It's a pretty cool thing, but, you know, I don't mind it, but no one's coming to North Dakota. you got to bring stuff to do with you. There's nothing to do here because there isn't enough population because we're not attracting people because it's not economically sound because of the taxes. They kill businesses, and that's the way they like it. They don't like outsiders. So the $50 million endowment to operate the library is not good use of tax money. And I have to agree at the moment and it's not good use of tax money but we do find out that in the area where the library is being built and here's where we do homework it seems that the governor has recently uh, purchased properties there and the same names keep coming around you know these people that are putting together these foundations these foundations to suck on tax money again serving their interests and telling the people of North Dakota oh it's it's for everyone Hoffert's, Schaefer's, Stengem, same name with the attorney general. I think that's his first wife, the one with the crazy colored hair that's all fruity, right, Gretchen? Gretchen Stengem, right? O'Keefe, Martin, Sletton, Zown. I've got files on all of these clowns. And the governor included because he brought property and get he gets to make something out of it. So they passed that law, Right. And then they pass uh, a law that says you're not allowed to see emails between legislators and state officials. I threw a hissy fit. I actually went to one of the district meetings where these people claim to be for the people and called them to the carpet in front of everyone. And I said, you sit here. This is a Reagan event. It's all about the people transparency. Then why did you vote to conceal emails between you and state officials? Yeah, we might be talking about yoga. I highly doubt you'll be sending emails. Listen, there is no privacy when you work for the government and you use a government email to send back and forth. Just like if you go to a corporation like Dell and you work for them or Apple, if you use your work email and you're sending communications, Apple owns that. You don't have any right to that because they employ you. Same thing goes when you're a legislator. We own you. You work for us, the people. We get to see everything. So that's another bill that they passed. That is, is that it is not subject to open records requests. So that was that. And then we have the auditor bill. So now the state auditor, even though with a, uh, with a minimum, minimum, very small budget, they decided the state auditor is no longer allowed to initiate audits. In order to do an audit, the state auditor has to ask the legislation to do the audit. It says, I'd like to audit this agency or this city or this fund or this. And then the legislators vote. And you know what their complaints were? The auditor should be there to protect us. What? No, the auditor is there to ensure that you're operating efficiently, effectively, and making use of federal and state tax dollars. And you know what was funny? And I'm going to tell you this right now. During the time that this bill was proposed and during the time of this vote going through, we had journalists posing with the attorney general 
all getting awards. And there's an article. You can go to ToriSays.com and just put the word Bismarck. And even though it talks about child trafficking and pedophiles, just take a look at what it says about getting awards. So we had all these people getting awards. And it turns out the attorney general is undergoing his routine audit. But unfortunately, the state auditor really has to step it up because Tory's been busy. And the feds want in now. This is where it's down to. I got the feds everywhere. I got the feds in the city of Minot. That city that colluded with the attorney general and Senator Hoven to shut me up. They colluded. They started putting out, guys, there's articles saying that I'm a criminal. And they have nothing. They're making allegations. They were suing me for bullshit. Excuse my French again. And they had nothing. And a judge sat there and let them go forward with it until I got someone. To fight for me in my corner. Because no attorney would represent me. Except for the guy who was running for attorney general against the existing attorney general. Who's a Democrat. But guess what? He's one of those Democrats that believes in the Constitution. That believes in the right. And you know what? All of that. They've, it's exactly what they're saying to Trump. He's a criminal. Well, where's your proof? Oh, we don't have one. Where's your victim? We don't have one. Where's the money loss? We don't have one, but we're just going to say it anyway. This is how they operate. It's happening to me. You think it doesn't happen? You think it doesn't happen? I have tons of examples of people just like me in other states that, and even in my state, the guy who now, if you like Google electrician Dickinson petitions, They're like minimizing the fact that this guy is a small business owner, independent, an electrician with a trade, and he's fighting the big fat cats of this state. And I'm fighting too. I've been called every name in the book. Every single, they've hired people to create slander campaigns. You think this is a joke? I've got proof of it. They've literally paid people. They even gave this loser that had a criminal record a job in the passport agency, but obviously was then fired, right? To put forward a a social media campaign against me. And people jumped on the train. It's like never Trumpers TDS in North Dakota is Tory derangement syndrome. People hear me and they foam at the mouth. Uh, When they were pushing to put in the bill, you know, uh, that if, you're raped and you're married that the father of the child, even though you're raped has rights to the children. And the minute I started talking about it and put it out there, that thing was gone faster than you believe because every single person in the legislature right now, Senator and Senate and house of North Dakota, I've got a file on, I've got everything to pull and put, and they know it. And they know that when they get an email from me for a request of information, or I want some audio, or let's talk about this, they know if she's coming for it, there's something there, and we're going to be embarrassed. And you know, I've taken a little bit step back, because there's other people that can do stuff too, because there's an army. And if there's an army in North Dakota, just for North Dakota, imagine the army President Trump has. Corruption is everywhere. And what you have to do is fight back. And how do you fight back? By being an active citizen, but like being like Riley Coons, like being like Paul Sorum, like being like Michael Coachman, like being like everybody, Rick Becker, Rick Becker, who at least, you know, left his, and he's a really cool plastic surgeon. I like him. Uh, you know, he got into, you know, to get elected as a lawmaker in the state and he's shaken some waves and done some things. 
Doug Burgum, he's our governor, smart guy, but corrupt. Insider trading, corrupt. He's purchased property in Fargo that he's benefiting with federal funds. He's gotten property in Medora where they want to build a library. They buy the property and then they plan developments, guys, and then they buy it for more. In my city here, and I, I can tell you, I've already got the feds involved, and I already succeeded in one immediate injunction by the by the federal government. So two things. The first thing is they, um, the mayor, the new mayor and the business manager told everyone that they're going to be going to Norway for like a two-week trip or something to help create, you know, learn from the Norwegians of how to become more resilient after a flood. First of all, they haven't suffered a flood. Second of all, they said, oh, they'll help us uh, learn about recycling. Second, the laws in Europe have nothing to do with recycling laws in the United States, okay? And the thing is, when I fact-checked where they went and whom they met with, because unfortunately for them, uh, people forget that I'm a linguist. People forget that I'm actually a journalist, and I have sources, and I can't wait to get all that put together on the BS purported saying that oh yes we went here met with these people it was all a sham they went on vacation with the minot state university choir had their families join from what i hear i'm still waiting confirmation on that because it is a violation of privacy if my sources within delta you know provide me that information you can't have that so i gotta find it another way which is something that i've already sourced actually so I just need multiple sources so it can't be disputed. So they go there and they're spending money and they used, guess what, guys? They said they were using CDBG HUD funds. They told the people that because this is going to help the city somehow, uh, you know, become more resilient with them flying out to Norway with the choir, that they're going to be using HUD funds. So I emailed them and I said, you can't do this. That's against the law. Okay. Can you send me the light item and the justification that you put when you withdraw money from this fund that the government gave you? You have to have it ready for audits because I know how it works. Because, you know, unlike many people who sit there and say whatever, I've attended multiple IDCE conferences in my lifetime that are held in Louisiana and they're for disaster and emergency preparedness. I know exactly how everything works. So I'm like, give me this, give me that. They didn't answer. So I threw in... Because they like this. See, this is how petty, ignorant, non-educated people work. I threw in a, hey, according to the Discovery, the Disaster Recovery Act of 2005, it says you have to justify. So that was it. They bit. This is how you know how dumb they are. They bit. And they responded and said, oh, yeah, there isn't. That's actually in India. We don't have it. I was like, oh, dear. That was a copy paste. Now that I got you going, can you respond to this email now? So they had to respond. And the response was, provided to me over a few emails, which guess what? After I got the first email telling me we don't have to justify it, we just have the authority to pull it out. I'm like, all right, here's where I need to attach the FBI into this. And not any FBI, the division that looks into disaster funds or, you know, in a state of disaster or in a state of resilience or whatever of a city, FBI, where they abuse the system, either that be from looting from using FEMA funds, from using charity funds, from using whatever, right? So they, I, I CC them. I CC them. So this clown, this idiot, this, this kid that still has remnants of his mom's eggs still on his butt works as the public information officer because, you know, that's how, you know, savvy they are, responds to me, sees that I've CC'd the FBI on it, 
again, in the most weird fashion. So obviously my emails, especially when I'm upset, guys, are so sarcastic. It's not even funny. I'm calling him out. I'm restating what he's saying. I'm telling him in little words, what you're telling me is criminal. He's sending me things. And I'm like, dude, you sent me an invoice for the choir. Like, why are flights $8,000 round trip to Norway? Are they flying first class? Because, you know you know, upgraded economy to Norway from Minot is like, you know, $1,500 return. I'm confused and no responses, no anything. Guess what? The last email I sent was on the 15th. That same day, HUD investigators called and said, you are not allowed to use HUD funds. We'll talk about this later. The city panicked. The city didn't say anything. They didn't announce anything. Nobody reported it. Nobody, nobody reported it. They went to the Norsk Norwegian Hospest thing, which is like a Norwegian pride organization and sat down and had a meeting with them, which I'm still waiting notes, minute notes for that, where they agreed on April 18th to give some money to the city so they can go on this trip. In the meantime, the trip was happening and they had to leave. So they started to propose a change to the city budget to include this money for the trip because they had to pay it back into the fund quickly. And the city is broke. It's operating on zero liquidity and only bonds and loans, which, by the way, they're even using now schemes to get rid of debt faster. But they only picked Senator Hovind's bank. That's another thing. So they're running like crazy because Tory did this to cover that money. So they changed the law. They change, they make a new law for the city, and then they amend the budget of the city to include the trip, and it says that will be paid back in donations. That has to be illegal, right? Totally. So I've requested an audit of the city, and to do that, I had to submit. It was approved. Yesterday, I got the approval, and I'm going to start the campaign. And you know what? It's probably going to eat into my funds for my 4th of July invitation to go down to D.C. to see the president. So for me, that kind of hurts because I want to get it done before July 1st and I need 7,000 signatures. Now that's not a lot, but I need the media and the mainstream media won't, you know, advertise this at all. So I probably have to use, you know, the funds that I was going to go on the trip. So I'll probably have to cancel my DC trip, which I'm devastated for, um, to be able to get this done. Because if I get it in before July 1st, then I don't have to wait for legislators to approve the audit of the city of Minot. Cause when it gets audited guys, I've already done my little audit. They use external auditors that are cooking the books. They are getting loans from the attorney general's bank, first international bank and John Hoven's bank, which is first Western bank that cannot be justified the way they've been underwritten they can't and you know the mayor announced hey we can't get any more loans we're like really broke for 2020 which means your taxes now that used to be two thousand dollars a year on your house that have gone to four thousand dollars a year are now going to go to seven thousand dollars a year and we're going to raise even more taxes because we have no money this is what happens when you vote corrupt people in. They look after their own interests because in the end, all these CDBG funds, for example, where they're buying out to create things. Dude, they're making a roundabout in Minot. There's like two cars. There's never traffic. And they're putting in a roundabout in, in, in a city that has like maybe 10 b- b- traffic lights. Like, I'm, I'm just saying, this is, like, insane. They're spending money and making parks when we have nine months of darn winter. It was just snowing here last week. So this is how corruption works. And what President Trump is doing is doing what the little guys have been doing for years and getting drowned out, thrown in jail, destroyed. Like this electrician, his life has been destroyed. 
They destroyed him. And he's just one example. Paul Sorum, they destroyed him for even attempting to run for governor. How dare you come out and before the people? That's how they work. So what President Trump is telling you, that he is exposing corruption like you never had any idea, that's being done across the nation in every state. I'm giving you an example in the one that I'm involved in. I'm also involved in Minnesota. I'm also involved in Montana. But I'm more of an appendix, you know, to them on helping, on gathering information, penetrating uh, agencies, local agencies, local sheriff's office to get information. I mean, in my city alone, guys, so much corruption. There were officers that were erasing body cam footage. No one talked about it because then you have to invoke Giglio, right? No one talked about it. They just resigned them because the third one kind of told on the other two. And that third one was still in office. But then the main officer had to resign because I told the feds, the feds that run under the Trump administration straight in D.C., HUD, do you think I haven't reached out to the HUD representatives for Region 8 in the state of North Dakota? None of them get back to me. Actually, they help obfuscate corruption, guys. But you know what President Trump did? He appointed region, he, he got Ben Carson in. And what did Ben Carson do? He appointed regional directors that are former Homeland Security. We're going to crack down on this because you think... The U.S. Army Corps engineer saying we can't build a wall, and yet with private money we built it in a weekend, right? Is is not clue up enough to understand that the biggest teat? Yes, we get a lot of corruption from drugs, human trafficking, child trafficking, organ trafficking. Yes, but the biggest corruption that we have is that the very same people that are serving the people are sucking off the teat of our taxes. By way of making funds, federal funds, state funds, city funds, whatever, county funds, line their pockets. The majority of the money that Pelosi makes is not from her container companies just bringing in container products, whatever that may be. It's the container contract she has with the federal government to offer that. Same goes for Schiff, Blumenthal. It's the federal contracts that are the juice of it. The way they're awarded. This is why you're seeing that the Department of Justice news site is decorated with a bunch of crackdowns. Because this is how people in office make money. Aside from the fact about getting gifts of stock, getting gifts of monies, getting gifts of licenses or business deals or transactions, it's the federal and state taxpayer money that makes bank that's how they get it. In my city, for example, small scale, just think about it. Imagine nationally what happens. They were, the flood happened in 2011. And so in 2012, 2013, they decided where they're going to have to buy out in the flood zone to do stuff, right? They already had it. Yet they hadn't applied for FEMA funds because the U.S. Army Corps engineer obviously didn't finish their survey. But the survey that they hadn't finished for six and a half years is the same plan they had in 2012. It was like barely unchanged. So they knew what plots of land they were. So these five people, same five people in all the areas of buyouts, purchase property. So the property they buy, I'm just figure of speech here, for $100. The tax assessor says, uh, oh, we're taxing it at $50. But then the federal money that pays for that lot pays $50,000. So one example was the property was purchased for 40 grand. The assessor said it was like 38,000 and then the the city paid them 100 and something 
$1,000 for the plot of land. Yet, in the same buyout zone, there's a family. A family that has a disabled child that has a mortgage of maybe uh, eighty to 90000 left on their house. And the city is only offering them 30000 to move out. And these people are going to move out with their disabled child and still pay fifty grand on a mortgage the city's not covering. Yet the city, instead of paying these people's mortgage off, at least so they come out square, you know, because it's only fair, they could pay less for the plot of land that has been paid three times over the tax assessor's price or two times over the tax assessor's price, or they could not create a roundabout in a non-used street. It's like a street that hardly anybody uses, right? They're putting a roundabout. Or maybe we don't need another park, you know? Maybe we don't need a meeting place because... You know, this is North Dakota and it's like winter nine months out of the year. You know, maybe we don't need that. That's the thing. This is how you see corruption. It's all about their interest. It's what they get out of it on the backs of the people. President Trump has exposed on a national scale just how huge this is. And I hope that my example of this small state, one of the few, the the, the less populated states, just how disgustingly corrupt they are. They work together. They scratch each other's back. You guys should have seen the fires I lit when I got with the aviation board. So apparently an airplane wasn't paying taxes. I get with the aviation. I'm like, hey, yo, can you give me the guy's name, you know, that's not paying taxes? What do you mean? Well, I hear that you're waiting for an opinion from the attorney general to tell you that you don't need to collect taxes on this plane. So I want to know what makes this guy's plane special that the AG will write an opinion to not have him pay taxes. So I get with the tax commissioner yo what's going on with this plane the minute they saw my name on that they're like okay uh let's make this go away people were shredding things people were making phone calls people were dropping like nobody's business why because they all know what files i have on them why because they know that all the allegations that i have made are backed up with either people that are still alive witnesses that have gone dead but i still have testimony of or documentation. And that goes for every other citizen that has kept their head down and done it. And you know what's even weird? We have like conservative media. And this is where I'm going with this. So we know that our mainstream media is corrupt at like nobody's business. But people are getting this, the feel and they're understanding that there's an infiltration in the conservative media. Well, here's the thing. One of the allegations the attorney general said was that I was acting that I had a charity when I didn't. And I didn't need one either. And so, you know, that's true. I was on radio shows. I was on TV shows with the performers that I had hired for this event. And, you know, they talked about it. They said community, this, that, nothing about charity, but what they were doing for the community, nothing about charity, what they were doing. Well, a radio show host, um, that's local, you know, and he's just a loser. I caught him lying. The guy lied to my face. He was like, well, you know, you did do this. And I was like, dude, you interviewed like my guys on air. Like, what are you talking about? No, no, no. We scheduled. We never did it. Okay. Here's the thing where we were talking about. If you can hear us on the phone. Oh yeah. Yeah. We recorded, but we didn't. Well, here's the iHeart link. He totally blocks me from Facebook. And, and when I caught him in a lie. Like, people don't even want to own up to the fact that they're scared. They're not going to tell the public the truth because they're scared of these people. And that's the thing. President Trump knows just how far they'll go. Man on fire at the White House. Do you know what was going on in the White House when that fire was going on? I mean, you've got to have some form of sacrifice. I'm telling you.
You have no idea how powerful these people are. And what he said is, it's beyond what you would even imagine. In my state, it is beyond what I could have imagined for a state with 700,000 residents. A state of 700,000 residents where at least half of them own multiple guns, which at least more than three quarters believe in freedom and hunting and the right to bear arms. In this state, that type of corruption, the level of corruption that I'm talking about is happening. Imagine on a federal level where we've got states like California and New York and Florida and, 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 and. Imagine. You have no idea how nefarious and deeply set these people are. And I dare any one of them that I've named to come out and say, well, I was wrong. Really? Was it? Here's, here's this. None of them will do it. None of them. But in the end, like, like we say, they walk around and they say whatever they want and they don't get punished. Like I have the attorney general that called me a criminal that said that I have done criminal things. If I had done criminal things, why didn't you take me to criminal court, clown? Why did you take me to civil court for BS? Why are you saying they're criminal? That's defamation. But then I file for defamation and all the judges recuse themselves. So I can't even find a judge for me to sue him for defamation because they're recusing themselves. Why? Because I'm going to win. Why? Because he controls. He's been in power 18 years. This is how it works. And, you know, he likes Obama. He's very good friends with Obama and was invited to McCain's funeral. And you know what? You know the stories about Obama being a little bit of a backdoor fun man. Same thing goes here. So backdoor fun man it is. And they like him young. You know that. Hot dogs, favorite meal of the day, isn't it? So this is the bottom line. These corrupt clowns, if you can imagine in a state that is pro-guns, pro-liberty, has this much, this level of infestation where people bow down, bow down to their superiority for some reason. I, I, it's like I want to grab every citizen and shake them. And I'm like, dude, you want to go hunting, right? So why are you voting for this clown? You want to be able to take your son on that rite of passage where he takes time off school to go bow hunting, you know, or deer hunting or ice fishing because that's your thing here. Well, if you're voting for him, how are you going to do it? He's going to raise your taxes on your house to 10000 a month. You won't be able to afford the payment on your boat, let alone buy a gun or go out hunting. Why are you doing this? And they just look at you like, you must be crazy. And I'm just thinking, no, you're crazy. Because you're voting for them. That's the way it is. The same thing the president is saying. He's like, you can't even believe that they're still there. Listen to the, listen to the preposterous. So we already know what Hillary has done, how things are going, right? We already know. Well, here's her giving a speech. Like this hag had the audacity to give a speech. Oh, and just a hiatus for you guys to know. So the attorney general, right, doing all this to me, the day I filed my defamation suit, I met with him face-to-face. See, because I don't back down. I go face-to-face. I didn't say, oh, let me send him a letter. I met with him face-to-face. My little kid was there with me who stared him down, flanking me. And I told him, dude, if you want a circus, I've got tons of monkeys. Bring it. You better back off and stop doing what you're doing because I will bring the monkeys on. Nobody, listen, he thought he was more powerful. That's what they all thought. So did this hag. Listen to how she speaks because she thinks she has power. No, they don't. We have the power. We have the power. Three petitions to overturn legislation. This should be national news. 
national news. The fact that they don't want auditors to have the right to audit anymore. That should be national news. The fact that the governor has property where they want to build a library. That should be national news. Hmm. Listen to what Hillary said. And it's so clear that there is a real challenge to get to the root of that problem. In fact, it seems clear, it seems absolutely clear that we've got to deal with what has been investigated and reported. Now, when I think about the future, I think about what do we do when people in positions of authority are not held accountable, when they defy requests from the Congress, when they spread misinformation online. Now, why do I bring this up at this joyous occasion of your graduation? Because the future of this democracy truly does depend on you. And I know that's asking a lot, and it can be tempting to read the news and throw your hands up and conclude nothing matters, nothing will change, so why even bother? But it does really, really matter, and this is no time for apathy. Instead, it should be a time for action because... Speaking of apathy and inaction, that is what citizens across the nation have been doing for decades. This witch had the audacity to make a speech like that when she is the one that's wanted for crimes against children, selling our uranium, leaving our men in Benghazi to die. Remember, while they were dying in Benghazi, Obama the next day was raising funds in Vegas. This woman that has killed, extorted, stolen money from the White House, stolen things is talking like this. This is the audacity they have. The audacity they have to trash and talk down to you and demand accountability. These people, you know, and the thing is, we will never see her perp walk because she is going to be going through a military tribunal. We will never see her perp walk ever. And you know, corruption can infiltrate any household, any neighborhood, any city, any county, any, any state so easily because they are so well networked. They are the most tangled web you can see. So tangled everywhere. And the only thing that is needed to untangle that is for one person to stand up and cut one string. That's all you need. Can you get out of your house and cut one string? Do it. That is how you expose it. You take out that fabric that is being obfuscated in our, in your community, in our communities where it's obfuscated and you clip it. I am so proud to have met so many people, uh, on a local level because, you know, working on these things nationwide and things that I had done for various news outlets, you know, putting together information, um, it's dangerous. I mean, a really good friend of mine, his life was ended mysteriously. Andy was one of the smartest people I had ever met. Corruption is a plague on our nation like no one's seen before.
And they have weapons that are in our house. It's not like we can shut them up. They have billboards. They have TV time. They have newspapers. They have apps. They have, you know, pop-up ads. They're all over Twitter. They control Twitter. They're all over Facebook. They control Facebook. They control everything. YouTube. What access you have. Those are their weapons and all we have is just us. And obviously led by a man like Donald Trump. So now that you understand how corruption on a a pro-America state can happen, I want you to just let that sink in and understand how big and how deep it goes on a federal level. The fact that we have the intelligence community Clapper slash Brennan and Comey slash Lynch on the other end Throwing each other under the bus tells you all. These are the highest levels. Having been a contractor for over 20 years, I can tell you that that is insane. I mean, you don't even see most of these people. They're like kings in those domains. And this is like the game of thrones. And there's one throne that they need their represent. They don't even have a representative to put on that throne. Who are they going to put? Pete? Who are they going to put? Swallowell? Who are they going to put? Warren? Come on, guys. They have a Biden? Really? Imagine what he does behind cameras if he does all that to children in front of cameras. Who are they going to be? No one. This is the, 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 the foam at the top of your coffee, right? This is the elite foam at the top that's coming down. All of them are tumbling down. And if we're talking impeachment, I can guarantee you that impeachment proceedings on Barack Hussein Obama will happen because there's something called the chain of command and he started it. So to say, you find who started it. For me, I know in my state, the only person that really pushes the buttons is the attorney general. He's got dirt on the governor. That's why he controls him. The governor may have been rich, may have been a great entrepreneur, but he was in charge. Same thing for Obama. You think he was in charge? He was in charge of the execution. And he was the publicly in charge, but he's got people that he answers to. It's all coming down. Corruption, the deep state is not a fantasy thing or something people say. In North Dakota, they call it good old boy club. It's the same thing there. The foggy bottom is called foggy for a reason, right? The hill is where they used to hang people. (laughs) Just saying. This is really, really important that you guys understand just what a big deal is that our president is exposing this. It is and will be his most amazing achievement ever. So on that note, I'm going to let you guys get on with your day. And I will see you here tomorrow again, 12 to 2 Eastern time. Thanks again for making us top five talk radio show in the nation. I appreciate it. And thanks for the messages. On that note, God bless and have a wonderful day from all of us here at Red State.
town in Tennessee, a long way from the suits in D.C., but close enough now to see this mess. Where I stand, the mound's getting steeper, I grab a shovel, dig.